I'm not doing it. I'm sick of doing it. What, the in- introducing the podcast? Yeah. I'm taking a stand against intro. I'm doing a sit-in against introing this podcast. I'm sick of it. I've had enough. I feel underappreciated in the intro and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Well, don't expect that to change immediately. Let me tell you this. Do you know whose birthday t- is today? The date of this recording? The date of this recording is August 15th, the year of our Lord, 2019. Do you know whose birthday it is? Michael Moore. Uh, it might be. Hold on. No, it's not. I just said a name. Okay. It's not Michael Moore. Whose birthday is it? It is the birthday of Ignacio Nacho Anaya. Of course. Born August 15th, 1895. Died. He was born and died in Mexico. He died in 1975. Do you know the significance of Ignacio Nacho Anaya? Did he invent nachos? Was that a joke, guess? Well, his name's Nacho. Well, Nacho is also the nickname of a guy in Better Call Saul and he didn't invent nachos. Did this guy invent nachos? Yeah, he invented nachos. He is the Google doodle for today. What year did he invent nachos? He worked at the El El Moderno restaurant in Piedras Negras, Mexico. Around 1943, he began serving fried tortilla chips topped with melted cheese and jalapeno peppers at the restaurant calling them nachos especiales. You're telling me that nachos were invented in the last hundred years? Yeah, you, when did you think they were invented? Like they were... Doesn't that seem like something that's been around forever? Since cheese was invented. I just assumed they were probably invented in like 60s or 70s by... I thought they were probably a fast food ad- adaptation of traditional Mexican yeah. food. Okay, I guess that's fair. No, this was during World War II. Let's have a moment of silence for Ignacio Nacho Anaya. He died on September 11th. Not in the, not in the tragedy, uh, 1975. Okay. Let's do give him our names though. We should probably do that. Who are you? Brandon Nacho, the sidekick host. You can follow me on Twitter at sidekick host. <laughs> My name, my name is Nick Amell and you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore E-M-E-L. We are the hosts of the Tennis Podcast where we guess each other's top 10 list and the key to this show, one of us brings a top 10 list and does not tell the other what the list is ahead of time. So, the, that person has to guess that list on the spot and you could literally could not have given us a better start to today's show because you talked about the invention of nachos. <sighs> Thank you. I know. Today, we're talking about the greatest inventions of all time. And it is listed as an invention. He invented not... I love putting the word invented on things. We invented the Tennis Podcast. We put on uh, safety goggles and white lab coats and went to a lab Mm -hmm. and created it. That's where things are invented. Ben Franklin didn't wear a white lab coat. If you're an inventor, that's how you dress. And that's how... That's the only circumstances under which anything may be invented. So, when Nacho Anaya said, I need to make some tasty treats out of these fried tortilla chips, mm-hmm. he went in the lab, conducted experiments and his, hypo- his hypothesis was right that nachos are awesome. Nachos are a top 10 food for your boy. Uh, nachos, uh, sometimes I'll go to a restaurant and I'll look all over the the entrees and pass them all up and go back to the appetizers and say, give me the nachos for my meal. <laughs> this is so interesting. And, then, and they say, sir, this is a Wendy's. 
Okay, well, we're talking about the greatest inventions of all time. And despite the great coincidence of Brandon talking about the invention of nachos, he did not know that before now. I didn't. You might be asking yourself, how does one rank the greatest inventions of all time? Are you asking yourself that, Brandon? Yeah. I didn't ask myself because I don't... How do you turn around and ask your brain yourself? Okay, I, this is... Yeah. But I've wondered it. Almost nine times out of ten on this show, the lists we cover are based on facts or figures. Mm-hmm. But today, we're going to be looking at the opinions of some pretty credible sources. Oh, okay. I use three sources today. They're all big names in the invention community. Bigthink.com, LiveScience.com, NationalGeographic.com. All three of them have on their website top 10 to 20 lists of inventions, the greatest inventions of all time, according to experts that they interviewed. So, what I did is I looked at those three and kind of combined the lists to get my top 10. Did they agree on like several inventions? Right. For the most part, it's the same inventions across the board with a few exceptions that I'll talk about. I used those three sources. However, the main source that I, that I pulled from of the three was BigThink.com, the article from Paul Ratner. Is this from all time? Top 20 greatest inventions of all time. Okay. I have the top 20 in front of me. You're going to guess the top 10. So, to reiterate, this is a subjective list but we, uh, I did my best with hashtag Nick's notes mm-hmm. to get a credible list that I think most people could agree. If they don't agree with the ranking, they could at least agree that these, these inventions belong in a top 10 list. So, that's where we are today. I don't have any qualms about the way you made this list. I just like having the list. Why don't you guess what's probably not in the top 10? Slankets and Snuggies. Uh, do you think the ShamWow's in there? Nothing that... What's that guy's name? Vince something or Billy Mays. I don't think any of their shit is on there. I don't think the... No OxyClean? I'm trying to remember the names of those products now. Um, Kaboom, the cleaner. I don't think Kaboom is on there. I don't think the tape that you... The tape that fixes any leak. Leak stop tape. Gorilla Glue. I don't think anything with a cute name that's on the as seen on TV aisle. I just got a cat recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And I bought for a few dollars at Walmart, there's a little laser pointer for the cat. Do you think the laser pointer is in the The laser top pointer 10? was made for the cat? Yeah, it's like in a little cat-shaped device. Uh-huh. Do you think that's in the top 10, Brandon? Not the laser pointer, but maybe the laser. All right. All right, nerd. Do you remember when laser pointers were like hot shit in the late 90s and people were like getting kicked out of movies for using? Yeah. That's in a Seinfeld episode, isn't it? Remember George thought he was going blind because it got in his eye, <laughs> yeah. the laser pointer? I wanted one so that I could troll people and I could never get a hold of one. Well, they're like a buck fifty at Walmart. Yeah, well, in the late 90s, they were a pricey sought-after item that I never got a hold of and yeah, like you said, now they just give them to cats. I saw a projector for the iPhone mm-hmm. to where you can project what's on your screen. Do you think that's in the top 10 of all time? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Is the milkshake on there? I bet no. the milkshake is not on there but it... You know, I should have mentioned like in ranking these top 10, uh-huh. it's based on the largest contributor to the advancement of the human race. Toilet paper. Just so we're clear. Toilet paper is a, actually a very good guess and I have a note about toilet paper later but it's not in the top 10. Do you think the electric dildo is in the top 10? 
Um, I bet a solar powered one might be. Whoa. You'd, ha- you'd have to be outside. <laughs> no, you can charge it outside and then bring it back in. Oh. Or you can just invent a little sun that stays in your house and then do it that way. That would probably be easier. Invent a tiny sun. Yep. Okay, well, why don't we get to the guessing? What do you think is among the top 10 most important, relevant, significant inventions in human history? Besides the tennis podcast. The cotton gin. No. The cotton gin is not in the top 10? No, it's not. In fact, it's not in the top 20, according to BigThink.com. There must not be a lot, very many Civil War scholars at BigThink.com. There are plenty of Civil War era items in here. The Gatling gun. No. Colt 45. The Colt revolver. No. Okay. The, uh, a, the Do you want me to rifle. get my five-year-old no. and see if she can guess? Because she'd probably do a better job. A rifled musket. No. You These are all your... important. These are all actually really important, really good guesses. No, I, I know that they're good guesses, but think bigger. You're thinking... The gun? Gunpowder? Gunpowder. Th- so, this is a great one for this for guessing this list. Oh, I got to tra- I got to trace it back to the to what kicked off guns, right? right? Okay. Gunpowder kicked off everything in relation to guns. So it is way more of an important invention than whatever fucking musket you were talking the about. The rifled musket. Would you agree? I mean, that seems fair, right? Yeah, this is the chicken and egg scenario where the egg is obviously the correct answer. So, yeah, gunpowder. Gun did I have you t- just tell me, start telling me about gunpowder, but I have okay. some, what I think are some misinformed ideas about where gunpowder came from and like to try to guess some facts about gunpowder. Okay. Well, do you want me to tell you where gunpowder was invented? Was it invented in China? Yes. Gunpowder was invented right. in China in the ninth century and gunpowder is so important. It's number seven on this list and it's so important because it's a major factor in military technology and by extension in wars that change the course of human history. And before its discovery, many incendiary and burning devices had been used, including Greek fire. The discovery of gunpowder is attributed to experimentation in Chinese alchemy by Taoists. In so, the pers- they, they were doing it on purpose. They were pursuing immortality. Wait, okay. They were experimenting with things to, in the pursuit of immortality is the note I have. <laughs> and they found the opposite. <laughs> His popularity... Listed as one of the four great inventions of China. China dominates the top 10, by the way. Can you imagine there's like, I don't know, a handful of Chinese scientists, ninth century Chinese scientists. They've got their safety. Are they in their lab coats? Yeah, yeah. They've got safety goggles and white lab coats. Each one of them is just taking like a mix of like ground powders and sticking them in a jar and then they shake it and everyone else backs up <laughs> and like, uh-huh. uh, you know, flinches and covers their eyes. After he shakes it, he's like, am I immortal? No. And then the next guy tries like, well, let me put these two powders together. Let me put some ground dragon penis and some ground (laughs) tiger heart and he shakes it up and then, you know, they're all like, shit, nothing happens. That first guy that shook it said, okay, I'm combining, what's gunpowder made of? I don't, I don't know. It didn't, you didn't find that part out? No. Okay. It's made out of crushed up dragon penis. You already said it. So, the guy shakes that shit up <laughs> and he explodes. <laughs> and like, I'm glad we had these safety glasses on. And then he wasn't immortal. 
I mean, demonstrably, they're like, oh, okay. Well, this is probably really important stuff, but when it comes to is it, does it make you immortal? No. A lot of these inventions have roots and things like that where they're trying to find something else and they happen upon this by accident. <laughs> the secret to eternal life. This guy's like, I want to live forever. I'm going to melt cheese and pour it all over these fried tortilla chips. This guy doesn't get enough credit because I never heard of him. Well, I guess I have. I've heard nacho. I mean, but... I guess you could say that nacho, nacho uh, Anaya did achieve immortality. Hey, you mentioned crushed up dragon penis, one of my favorite talking points. Mm -hmm. What do you make of the fact that before, like long before modern technology, thousands of years ago, there were depictions of dragons in several different cultures that were widespread across the world where one culture could have had no possible idea to know what the other culture was doing and yet they both had depictions of dragons and dragon penises. You just kind of, well, I wouldn't say my mind was blown. You did just sort of, you didn't like gunpowder, discovering gunpowder blow my mind but you right, did like, right. like maybe my ears popped. So, I know China and Japan in their classical like art and literature, in their ancient art and literature had dragons. Mm -hmm. And I just figured it was because they, because they were a, a boat ride away from each other, they probably shared like a common story or tale or culture or idea about dragons. Are there, there's dragons all over the world? There was dragons in Europe. I'm looking now. Giant serpents and dragons occur throughout nearly all Indo-European and Near Eastern mythologies. It's in Norse mythology and others. Uh, but I mean, Asia is like where it is most prominent. But there is definitely depictions of dragons in parts of the world that had no contact with each other. I mean, in most cases, those parts of the world didn't even, weren't even aware of these other parts of the world existing. Are you insinuating that there, that there be dragons? I'm insinuating that who knows? It could have been Dragonite, the Pokemon. I once, once watched a documentary on History Channel a long time ago titled There Be Dragons. Mm -hmm. Super excited about it being about dragons and it wasn't, it was about crocodiles. Because they thought crocodiles were dragons. Well, the Span Spanish explorers went to Africa and, or no, they were French explorers, they went to Africa and said like, Sacre bleu, say our dragons. <laughs> and then they drew dragons on a map and wrote, there be, dra there be dragons. Wow, you're turning off all of our French listeners. Do we have a listener in France? We have a listener in France. Bonjour. Bonjour, yeah, bonjour. Uh, so, that's dragons. Let's get back to the crushed up dragon penises that make up gunpowder. It mm -hmm. was discovered during the late Tang dynasty in the 9th <laughs> century. What? Headed up by Emperor Poon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, now, our Chinese listeners are hitting the unsub button. But the earliest record of a written formula for gunpowder appeared in the Song Dynasty in the 11th century. Do you want to make a smart-ass comment about the Song Dynasty's leader too? Uh, led by Emperor Rock and Roll. Okay. <laughs> it was employed in warfare to some effect from at least the 10th century in weapons such as fire arrows, bombs, and the fire lance before the appearance of the gun. What the, the fuck is the fire lance? That sounds awesome. Let's find out. I like how normally when I ask you what a question is, in the middle of when you're talking, you're like, shut up, let me keep talking. But as soon as I said fire lance, you're like, yeah, let's, let's look at that. It's a, it began as a small pyrotechnic device attached to a spear-like weapon. Holy shit. Used to gain a critical shock advantage right at the start of a melee. 
kind of watch a video of it on YouTube. Bro, imagine war before modern war technology. I mean, it was right up close and I mean... It was, yeah, it was sticking um, an object through another person until they ceased to live. I don't know, like it's like Game of Thrones, some of these Game of Thrones scenes where it's like, it's, it was like that where like you have two armies rushing toward each other and then there's just chaos and you're just stabbing as many some bitches as you can. And I've never understood how one war hero can survive multiple wars like that. How can you be right there in the middle of it all? You got to not... be really good at chopping people before they chop you. I, I yeah. don't understand like why don't you just run around that battlefield chopping people who weren't looking at you. You see two guys fighting. Okay, that guy's on my team. That one's not. I'll stab him right there. They always walk up, the run up to someone who's ready to face them. You know, they square off against them. I would just run around looking for people who were already fighting and stab that guy, keep running, get that guy. Yeah. I'm sure no one ever thought of that, Brandon. If you ever want me in a melee, that's my move. I'm just going to keep moving and just like... So, yeah, uh, the next time team captains are choosing their sides for the next hand-to-hand combat war, Brandon Kaufman, sidekick host of the Tennis Podcast. I call that a blitzkrieg. Okay, so that's the fire lance. The evolution of guns led to the development of artillery during the 15th century, Mm -hmm. pioneered by states such as the the Duchy of Burgundy, Duchy of Burgundy? The Duché. Firearms came to dominate early modern warfare in Europe by the 17th century. I am the douche of Burgundy. God damn, Brandon, you're just killing us today. Fire away. You're killing us today. You're feisty today. How dare you insult the, the douche of Burgundy. <laughs> Take the out douche. the castle wall with the kablooey. When's the last time you knew someone that cleaned themselves up with the douchey of Burgundy? Burgundy sounds like, a, sounds like wine. I think that would get you real sick. So, that's gunpowder number seven. So, what's more important than gunpowder in history? Steel. No, not in the top 20. The fuck? Fire? Yeah, fire's on here. What number do you think it is? Okay, see, I almost said that sarcastically because you can't... Well, I have a note about it. Don't you goddamn fucking motherfucking son of a bitch ass fucking worry. Well, then fire's got to be number one. Fire is number one. Damn right. It can be argued that fire was discovered rather than invented. That's what I would argue. However, this is according to BigThink.com. However, early humans observed incidents of fire, but it wasn't until they figured out how to control it and produce it themselves that humans could really make use of everything this new tool had to offer. So, because of that rationale, fire is included and it is number one. Who invented it? Unknown. The earliest use of fire goes back as far as two million years ago. While a widespread way to utilize fire had been date, has been dated to about 125,000 years ago. Maybe it was a Turok dinosaur hunter. Yeah, maybe. Brandon, why don't you tell us uh, what makes fire so important? Why is it number one? Well, as we learned recently, you can burn evidence or uh, your fam- uh, evidence that you murdered your family Holy uh, shit. by burning them up. God damn. Why'd you have to go to the... <laughs> We learned that recently. The most depressing fact that has ever been said on this show. You can burn people up if you have to. Mostly it's used to for heat and for cooking. When you cook food, you also cook out the stuff that'll make you sick so you can eat more meat and your brain can grow more. Is well, that in there? Sort of. 
I like how well, you got this all from the big think. We're the big think. And they didn't think You had to get the big salad. They didn't think of fucking shit. No, they do have that. It says right here, fire gave us warmth, protection, and led to a host of other key inventions and skills like cooking. The ability to cook helped us get the nutrients to support our expanding brains, yeah. giving us an indisputable advantage over other primates. So, I'd like you to give a public apology to bigthink.com starting right now. Go. No. Bigthink.com can bite my ass because that should have wow. been the headline of fire is not the warmth. It's the making your brain bigger is the headline when it <sighs> no. applies to the human race. That is the bottom line here. That's the like the, you know, the most significant point, the ending. They buried the lead. Big Think no. buried well, the lead. No. Pull your big brains out of your asses and you lead with the cooking the meat and the getting the big brain. What else can fire do? I already said destroy evidence. And people. Uh, but, you know, fires also, you mentioned steel, things like that. Fire is used to, to produce. To make steel. Yeah. Right. Bronze. And weapons and other things on this so list. So, I can't too. say bronze. Oh, bronze and weapons might be on there. No, neither is on here. Wait, bronze isn't on the list? Did I fucking stutter? All right. Tell me more about fire. That's it. That's all there is about fire in the whole world. What's it made of? <laughs> I know it's a chemical reaction, but... Could you start a fire on your own in the woods? That's, that's a no. I don't know. I don't, I've never tried. I'll, I've watched a shitload of Survivor Man, so I've probably got a better chance than you. Have you? Um, no, but I've watched Michael Scott try to be Survivor Man. I've used a magnifying glass to start a fire before. Does that count? Were you doing it to destroy innocent lives of innocent ants? I have used it to do that, but I also God used damn it. I also used it to burn I can't remember what I burned, but I did make a small fire just to see if I could do it with the magnifying glass. Have you ever used fire in a way that wasn't violent toward innocent living things? Yeah, for heating, for cooking meat to make my brain bigger. And I don't think you've had enough meat. S'mores. <laughs> right. S'mores is a big one. Uh, that's number three on the top 10. Ambiance. All right. That's fire. Hmm. The wheel. The wheel is on here. What number do you think that is? It's got to be number two. It's number two and I can't wait to see how you uh, disparage bigthink.com on this one. The wheel was invented by the Mesopotamians in 3500 BC or thereabout. Do you know who invented the wheel? Hammurabi. Wheelie McHonda wheel. Mm, no, that doesn't sound Mesopotamian. We actually don't know who invented the wheel but it was invented um, by the Mesopotamians around 3500 BC and it was originally to be used in the creation of pottery. About 300 years after that, the wheel was put on a chariot and quote, the rest is history. You know, the first guy who turned that thing on the side and stuck it through a stick and put it under his chariot, like, and then started riding around it, people, people's <laughs> minds were just fucking melting. <laughs> the fucking shit! It's a ghost! But I love the idea of him just cruising, right? He's not even going anywhere. He's just riding around behind a donkey or something, a donkey trotting along and he's like bumping along behind it and people's mind, like they're just 
tearing their hair out and their eyes wide like ah i can't fucking believe this and they're just spontaneously fucking because they can't believe it <laughs> it's the end of the world so wheels were probably invented before like any sort of dirt roads even right like yeah so i mean these people are riding their chariots through like bumpy woody roads when's the last time you rode your chariot around the woods brandon did so wait so did stuff have square wheels before that what was the purpose of a chariot before it had a wheel on it? It might have been pulled by a donkey. I know, but what just dragged? So, like a plow? Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was pulled like a sled. Why don't we uh, time travel back and find out? Tell me the significance of the wheel. Why is it so important? Other than driving you to the adult supercenter. Well, the first guys who used wheels probably used it to like move like manure from one place to another or like... And what is manure? To explain to the folks at home what manure is. <laughs> it's, it, it's really the word newer. <laughs> With ma in front of it. You got ma, newer. <laughs> I watched that last night. Seinfeld. Yeah, I move moving dirt around and filling it up with carrots or filling it up with kids or whatever, moving stuff around. And then somebody said, well, I'm going to tie a cart to my horse and I'll sit in the cart and look how much fun. It probably started out the first chariot was just something to keep the kids happy. And then they said like, I'll make a big one and I'll get in it. Mm -hmm. We'll all go riding around. Yeah, probably. Before the invention of the wheel, humans were severely limited in how much stuff we could transport over land and how far. Making carts. Wheels are ubiqui ubiquitous. ubiquitous in our everyday life, facilitating our transportation and commerce. Wheels were a game changer because before wheels and even after wheels for a while, but your ass didn't move more than a few, few inches from where you slept. However much you could put on your donkey. Yeah. So, that adult super center in the middle of your town. It's a long way to, to yeah. ride your burrow. Ride your ass down there. So, that's the wheel. Imagine how much it would suck to live during this time. Oh, my God. The first thing I'd do if I got transported back in time to like through 3500 BC is draw a wheel and be like, I, I'll make this. I made this. <laughs> and I give them the wheel. And then no, like, you couldn't make a wheel. You just draw it. I would sell it and I would be the whatever they- The richest caveman. Whatever it is. If it's clamshells, if it's crickets, like whatever their money is, I would get the most of it. You would be bigger than Edison. You'd be no. bigger than uh, They'd think you're Elon a witch. Musk. They would think you're a witch. I don't know. Would I time travel naked like the Terminator? Yeah, we've been over this. So, I show up naked. But they're all naked too. No, they're loincloths. You told me about loincloths. Wow. We learned recently about the loincloth and underwear. So, we know that they would be wearing something. I'd show up. Pains. Naked and the only thing I can take with me is what I might have smuggled in my ass. Oh, God. It's been laminated. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, Assuming I would, it's paper. I would smuggle, smuggle a drawing of a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a circle. They're like, why did you have to take the, why'd you put, take the trouble to smuggle that up your ass? But now I draw a circle. You never, you never miss an opportunity to smuggle something up your ass, do you? I would draw a circle and say, let's do this. You come out, help me make this and then I'd be rich. I would be there, Bill Gates. And how would you speak to them? You help me make this. Just the pointing. 
Okay. I don't think I would have any trouble communicating. Just Okay. So, pointing. you wouldn't have any trouble in war. Nope. You wouldn't have any trouble time traveling and you wouldn't have any trouble communicating to Mesopotamians naked. I'm pretty confident that... Now, this is coming from someone who has been um, fastidious about applying anti-itch cream to a couple of mosquito bites on my hands lately. <laughs> like, every few hours, I'm like, is it time to put the anti-itch cream on him? So, I'm confident that if you transported me back into to the year 900 and gave me a sword and sent me in battle, I'd be just fine. Yeah. Give me another guess. So, far you got fire one, wheel two, and gunpowder seven. Um... Do you want to guess another like super specific type of gun real quick or are you good? Honestly, the Browning automatic rifle would probably be in the top of my gun inventions list. The sh uh, shoes. Is it shoes? No. Show me shoes. It's a good one, but no. Let me tell you about some inventions that I saw on some lists, but not enough to make the top 20. Okay. Refrigeration, so storing food. The clock. So, you can know what time to put your anti-itch cream on. That didn't make the top 10? No. Uh, what about not even like a sundial? No. Okay. The camera. Oh my god. I can't imagine the rest of the top 10 if the camera didn't make it. And contraceptives. That's a big one. I took a class in college called Oklahoma History and I was a very poor student and it was a very good class. Just listen. And there was this um, kind of bro guy that one time at the end of a lecture asked like, because the, the, uh, <laughs> the professor had mentioned. But? Some, no, something about visiting like women in saloons. Oh, no, he was at, talking about using all parts of the buffalo and some idiot in the like down the front was like, oh, did they have buffalo skin condoms? And the professor was like, uh, actually, yeah, possi possibly uh, they had it. And then told about like they used to be made out of like sheep skin and the like or the lining of sheep intestines or something. And also that uh, back in the old west, sometimes a saloon girl would use a sock, a wool sock. Oh, God. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> Uh, so, it was funny, the, you know, the bro kind of... The bro, yeah. The, the frat bro thought he was being funny with buffalo skin condoms and the professor was like, oh, no, actually it was way weirder uh, and way worse than you want to hear about. So, suck on that. Yeah. Listeners of the show, your professor and that bro. Oh, guarantees not. He refused to use email or a computer. Cell phone would be another good one for the top 10. Or a phone, but neither of them are. The telephone is number 12. Are you thinking with your big, your big meat brain? Electricity. Electricity is on here. What number? Five. Nine, fucking idiot. It's all the way down at nine. Do you have a hearing problem today? But Do you need to I, clean the corn out of your ears? It, that is not, I'm not expressing the fact that I can't hear. I'm expressing incredulity. It is shocking to me that, that electricity would be as low as nine. Well, it is. Electricity is a little like fire to where it was kind of more discovered. Uh, however, figuring out how to harness and use electricity is what earns it a spot here on number 9. The utilization of electricity is a process to which a number of bright minds have contributed over thousands of years, going all the way back to ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. What the fuck? Yes. How are, what were they doing? Most people credit Benjamin Franklin with uh, discovering slash inventing electricity in the 18th century. Right. The um, guy he, in the key and his son got electrocuted. 
or something. I didn't know his son got electrocuted. Uh, no, I think he had someone else hold it in case it shocked, in case it killed him. He was like, hold. A slave. Yeah, hold. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I think it was like his assistant or something. One of his mistresses. Hold this kite in a lightning storm with this key attached to it. I'm going to hang out. Eating a Big Mac. <laughs> you know uh, he, his ass was eating something. Oh, wait. Eat? Wait, did you say they- Eating. They, eating something. Oh, eating. Uh, I thought you said they neck, like they make out. And I was like, well, Ben Franklin was a horn dog. Oh, yeah. A horn dog who would eat a corn dog. Ancient cultures around the Mediterranean knew that certain objects such as rods of amber could be rubbed with cat's fur to attract light objects like feathers. Man, that's everything you can think of under the sun. If you're like, hey, I'll st- no one has ever stuck a pine cone up their ass before. Not, <laughs> only they have. Have they, not only have they done it, but they did it a long, long time ago and then they documented what happened. So, someone was rubbing amber on their cat and noticed that they were making static electricity. How do we know that this happened? Like who? Socrates. Who, who recorded this shit in the ancient culture and recorded it in such a way that it survived all the way till today? They chipped it into stone. What I did today rubbed. There's. Yeah. Hey, they probably knew that they were ancient at the time. They're like, no, here's a list of shit no one's ever done before and I'm going to be the first one to do it. I'm going to be the first one to rub amber all over my cat. Here's what the results were. Did you know that harming a cat in uh, ancient Egypt was uh, punishable by death offense? I can't on board with that. Why do you need to hurt a cat? No, I'm, I'm with you. Much later in the 18th century, Benjamin Horndog Franklin conducted extensive research in electricity, selling his possessions to fund his work. In June 1752, he is reputed to have attached a metal key to the bottom of a dampened kite string and flown the kite in a storm-threatened sky. <laughs> A succession of sparks jumping from the key to the back of his hand showed that lightning was indeed electrical in nature. This kind of goes against your theory of uh, some poor... Making somebody else do yeah, it? Yeah, some poor... Sh- he might have... Uh, I think he had someone hold the string. So, he said, you hold this and I'm going to put my hand ee, just ooh, ha, quick, ha, close to the key just to see if there's something. Mm-hmm. But you, you yep. hold that. I think we're just going to travel back in time here too. Naked, next to Benjamin Franklin. With pictures of the Holocaust, uh, why the Holocaust smuggled up our asses to remind us of our mission. Oh, we're still killing baby Hitler in this scenario? No, just it's just a now it's just like a, a memory device. Okay. The other note here I have about Benjamin Franklin. And electricity or yeah. his visiting prostitutes? Well, scholars have written that Benjamin Franklin had uh, one hell of an ass. No. Oh. Some might say it was electric. The invention of the light bulb, although a separate contribution, attributed to Thomas Edison in 1879 is certainly a major extension of the ability to harness electricity. It has profoundly changed the way we live, work, as well as the look and functioning of our cities. Did you say the phone was not in the top 10? Phone's 12. Telegraph. No. Motherfucker. Morse code? No. Binary code. No. The computer. The personal computer is number yeah. 20. Mother. What, what about the, the abacus? No. Is there something with counting or calculating in the top 10? No. What the fuck? Think about something, something really simple that is around today. Milk. And, with, and without this thing, it would really affect... Oh, plumbing. Billions of lives, no? 
indoor plumbing? No. Uh, simpler than that. This affects individual people and their ability to do something. Their ability to use a very basic human function. Toilet. No. No toilet. No. Why is everything plumbing. every like the last four guesses have been shit? Well, because you're trying. You're saying an, every human and a function. Yeah. Not fucking food. Not, this, are you going to tell me somebody invented food? Not every human, but a lot of humans have a ver- a very basic human ability mm-hmm. that they can't use to their fullest extent without this flashlight. Did you say a flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fork. A spoon. No. Mm, the bed. Think about a sense. The five senses. Glasses. Optical lenses. Optical lenses. Think. I knew it. It seems so simple, but without this invention, billions of people over how over tens of thousands of years could not even see. Can't see shit. Yeah, but it's not just glasses and corrective lenses. It's also microscopes, telescopes, telescopes, lasers. Optical lenses were also instrumental components in the creation of media technologies involved in photography, film, and television. That's why camera wasn't in the top 20 here. Where is optical lens on the list? Number four. So, what do you think about that? Optical lens is higher than gunpowder and electricity. You agree? Well, yeah, gunpowder, I think you could argue, is probably just made mostly war. And school shootings. Yeah, optical lenses just allowed us to see better or see things that we could not previously see or study. And some of that is like seeing things that help advance our race and some of that is seeing just so you can fucking walk straight. Or like a lady who lives far away and is getting (sighs) naked seen inside her house. Isn't that how King David found um, Bathsheba or some lady? Absolutely. He was looking looking through a telescope at this lady taking a bath and said, bring her to me. You have to think that the ladies taking baths back then, think about how gross that bath is. In ancient Rome, in the baths, they had a tool with like a curved hook on it and the use, the purpose was to scrape the grime from your body before you got into the public bath. Oh my God. It was a grime scraper. Maybe that's in the top 10. She was probably scraping a layer of mud and shit <laughs> off of her arms and he was like, Bring her to me. Like, there's some. There's a fine woman under all under that swamp thing. <laughs> I wonder when soap was invented. That'd be a a good one here. Soap. It's made from the ashes of people who got sacrificed, right? I was gonna say pig fat, but the f- it's the fat and ashes and stuff out of people who were sacrificed. They washed their air, their clothes in the water that where the sacrifices drained into. Their clothes got cleaner because of the ash and water. Hey, listen, asshole. Leave the fun facts to me this episode. That was a, one of Brandon's bullets for free. I've never heard that. I might have made it, might have made it up. Yeah, okay. Well, what do you think the odds are of the first telescope being invented not to see the stars but to, <laughs> to see- To look the, at a butt. <laughs> see the butt down the street. And somebody- The degrimed butt. Somebody just came along and- tilted it to the sky and they were like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's a good idea. Oh, man. (laughs) I can't see the butts anymore. The telescope was actually invented 125,000 years ago, first developed by ancient Egyptians and Mesopotamians with key theories of light and vision contributed by ancient Greeks. I had no idea. That's awesome. I thought it was a lot 
I didn't think that it had been invented by the time of King David. Well, that's like so. the first version of the first lens, right? So, I mean, it's not like the lenses we know today, obviously. Holy shit, that's incredible. How did they figure out glass? Is fucking glass on here? Yeah, what is glass anyway? I thought it was melted sand. I don't like know. Like silica, right? I don't know. I don't know anything. If there's anything we're <laughs> learning today, it's I don't know fucking anything. Yeah. So, keep listening to us for your your fun facts from people that don't know anything. Yeah. Glass. I'm looking at glass. You got a... Okay. Tell us about glass. Glass. An amorphous solid. It's a non-crystalline amorphous solid. What the fuck is it made out of? Uh, most familiar, historically the oldest types of manufactured glass are silicate, based on the chemical compound silica or quartz, the primary constituent of sand. So, yeah, it's most, I think it was originally made, they melted up sand. Like if lightning hits sand, it makes glass. Really? Maybe that's where, yeah, I learned that from the movie Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Shout out to Reese Witherspoon, listener of the show. So far, you have number one, fire, number two, wheel, number four, optical lenses, number seven, gunpowder, number nine, electricity. Uh, chili. Chili's number, the real number one. <sighs> Queso. Holy shit. Queso is the true number one. Okay. No, no. Let's talk about queso. Mexican cheese dip. I'm in love with queso. I, okay. We can move on. Think basics, like the optical lenses, right? It's the, not big, it's not fancy, it's not sexy, but it's so important to everyday life. Ooh, the blade. No. What? No. The knife? No. The sword? No. The chopper? The no. axe? No. God damn it. Uh, a sharp rock. But the carrot Arrowhead. shredder? No. A sharp stick, a spear. Think about what I'm looking at right now to tell you this top 10. What makes this possible? Words, right? Oh, language. The written word? What do we use to record language in writing? Paper. Paper yeah. is number six. <sighs> paper sounds really dumb to be in the top 10, right? But without, without paper, information could not be recorded. And we wouldn't even know that gunpowder was invented in the 9th century without paper because it was recorded there, maybe. So that's paper. Wait, you didn't, you don't have anything else on paper? What about oh. papyrus? What right. about... Paper was invented in 100 BC by the Chinese and uh, it's been indispensable in allowing us to write down and share our ideas and in fact, paper used as a it writing medium... It was invented medium. by a eunuch. Did you know that? No. Now, don't you want to talk about eunuchs? The oldest known fragments of the immediate precursor to modern paper date to 2nd century... BC in China, the pulp making process is ascribed to Kai Lun, a second century CE Han, the Han Dynasty court eunuch. So he was like a uh, what's that guy's name in Game of Thrones, the bald dude Varus. Yeah, he was a Varus. Uh, he was a Varus who made paper. He was a eunuch. He had his uh, he was castrated. His weenie was removed. Okay. <laughs> Thank but he you. made paper. Spoiler alert. He invented paper. You know what, how I invented it? He's trying to make a replacement penis. Was it the penis? He's trying that to make a paper mache penis. Oh my God. 
dragon penis and know this. Uh, what I want to know: Varus had his winky or his or his boom booms cut off. A eunuch. Let's see. I think castrated applies to the balls. Oh, here, China Han Dynasty. Oh, look at the picture with this. It's a medical illustration from 1466. And the guy who's holding up his knees, laying down, holding up his knees to have his weenie sliced off. There's a guy with the long beard holding a wiener in one hand oh and slicing God. it with the other. So, it is the weenie. Yeah, I'm... I have to say, after all the millions of years of evolution, why do human men have the most sensitive part of their body Hanging externally exposed? Yeah. I heard uh, Ricky Gervais suggest once that he would, if he were inventing people or building them, he would have given them a small rib cage around their testicles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've actually heard a theory once that it, uh, it, it is this way because it is our weakness. So, like for the female to fight back. Oh, that they're just there to... Like they're there to keep us in check. Like a self-destruct button. Yeah. So, back to paper. Yeah. Paper used as a writing medium had become widespread by the 3rd century uh, and by the 6th century, toilet paper was starting to be used in China as well. During the Tang Dynasty, paper was folded and sewn into square bags to preserve the flavor of tea, while the later Song Dynasty was the first government to issue paper printed money. That's around 960 to 1279, the years. So, I had always thought it was ancient Egypt and their papyrus, but it's not. It's the Chinese. Well, I mean, I think papyrus was the precursor to paper, but paper has endured to this day. And Thanks to the Chinese. Think about what was done before toilet paper, Brandon. I told you, corn cobs and hands. Just use their hand. <sighs> corn cobs. So, did they keep corn cobs like they saved them after eating them because they knew? Yeah, after you eat the corn, I know in outhouses they had a corn cob on a string and you just, the family shared a corn cob. Oh my God, did you have to replace it every once in a while? Yeah, I guess so. Once like everyone had run the <laughs> shitty corn cob through their crack. Well, and then when you're done, you just throw the shitty corn cob outside, right? Yeah, or down in the hole or something. Maybe yeah, not outside. Sewage and plumbing should really probably be on. I don't list. understand how it's not in the top 10. Well, I looked at three lists from National Geographic, BigThink.com and LiveScience.com and they none of them that thought. was a big deal? Yeah. Oh, antibiotics. Antibiotics was on the National Geographic list but not the other two. Oh. Penicillin though, which is similar. Mm-hmm is number 16 and vaccines is number 13. Well, I mean, jury's still out on those, right? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there's another thing similar to, uh, related to paper on here and writing. Ink? No. This is an invention and like the name of the inventor you've heard of and it was like in the last- Oh, the Gutenberg press. Yeah, the printing press. Printing press is number eight. We've talked about that here before, I think. Have we? The printing press is what was used to print all the dirty adult magazines back in the day. Mm -hmm. It was invented by Johannes Gutenberg in 1439 in Germany. And this device, the printing press, in many ways laid the foundation for our modern age. It allowed ink to be transferred from the movable type to paper in a me mechanized way. 
and then this revolutionized the spread of knowledge and religion. Right. As previous to the printing press, books were generally handwritten, often by monks. Can you imagine? So, before the printing press, if they wanted to write a book, was there just one copy of that book or did they like recopy it a bunch of times? You'd have to recopy it, yeah. I mean, so you would really know that subject matter by the time you got finished. God, I cannot fucking imagine life without the printing press. Printing presses exponentially increased the speed with which book copies could be made and thus they led to the rapid and widespread dissemination of knowledge for the first time in history. 20 million volumes had been printed in Western Europe alone by just the year 1500. Among other things, this is my last note, among other things, the printing press permitted wider access to the Bible, which in turn led to alternative interpretations. Helped bring about a scientific revolution. Mm -hmm. And religion, which is uh, the real scientific revolution. So that's the printing press number eight. Now all you're missing is uh, 10, 5, and 3. Let's focus on number three. This falls into the category kind of like lenses where it's like so simple you almost wouldn't think about it. But without this, it would change everything. Okay. I got this one. Just let me keep going until I get it. Okay. Clothing. No. Socks. No. A hat. <laughs> A hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> No. I think we're making a, a good argument for the hat. Give me your argument for a hat. Uh, no, I don't have a really good strong one. And you, you sound no, out of your eyes? Nothing sharp, like a blade, a knife. No, it is sharp. The number three is sharp? Yes. It's not a knife or a blade? No. no. Do, you want me to, do you want to guess that for a fourth time so I can tell you no for a fourth time? No, I'm talk, talking out loud or I'm thinking out loud like they tell contestants to do on game shows. The people at home can follow along with their thought process. It's not a knife. It's not a sword. It's sharp. Not a weapon. Razor. Nope. My wit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Editing that out. I'll read you some notes, see if you can get it. The earliest known use of this very simple but super useful blank dates back to ancient Egypt about 3400 BC. This became possible only after humans developed the ability to cast and shape metal. Previously, wood structures had to be built by interlocking adjacent boards geometrically, a much more arduous construction process. God damn it. The nail. The nail is number three. And we're not talking about that thing on your finger that you can't stop biting on. We're talking about nails to nail fucking boards together and shit. To build shit. The nail. The nail. The nail. Until the 1790s and early 1800s, hand-wrought nails were the norm with a blacksmith heating a square iron rod and then hammering it on four sides to create a point. That goes back to the fire, invention number one. Nail-making machines came online between the 1790s and early 1800s. And finally, uh, the technology continued to advance. By 1913, 90% of nails produced in the US were made from steel wire. Yeah, so, there you go. There's your hashtag nail facts for the day. They also used them to uh, crucify the Son of God. <sighs> Well, and brought us religion. Luckily, the son of God was immortal, so he had nothing to worry about. Okay, you just need five and ten. That's all you had on nails? Oh, a I railroad said... spike counts as a nail. Did you know that? Sure. Speaking of railroads... <clears throat> hmm? Speaking of railroads... The railroad, well, the steam engine. The steam engine, number ten. The steam engine's big, just like the wheel. 
because it greatly... T- well, you tell me. Why is the steam engine so important, Brandon? I can think of two reasons. One, the precursor to the gasoline engine that we use in cars. The internal combustion engine. Internal which is, combustion engine. That's number 11. But the steam engine because it allowed for the mass transportation of goods. Mm-hmm. The steam engine powered trains, ships, factories, and the industrial revolution as a whole. The steam engine uses the force produced by steam pressure to push a piston back and forth inside a cylinder. This pushing force is transformed by a connecting rod and flywheel into rotational force for work. You never know what you'll learn on the Tennis Podcast. They had steam engines on the Titanic. Is that like coal-powered would be considered steam engine? Yeah, the coal is used to heat the water right. to make steam. Yeah. Yeah. By the 19th century, stationary steam engines powered the factories of the Industrial Revolution. Steam engines replaced sail for ships and steam locomotives operated on the railways. It's like when you think of a steam engine, it sounds... Really boring. Well, no, I was thinking it sounds ecologically friendly because it's running on steam. But to make steam, you have to heat it. You have to heat water. So, a steam engine sounds like it would be clean energy because it works on steam. But to make steam, you have to use... another energy source and that other energy source is often very unclean. Yeah, maybe maybe they could use the grime scraped off from uh, women taking baths as an energy source to burn that. A biodiesel. Yeah, exactly. No, you got it. You know, we've, the last few weeks we've talked about bathing with snakes for money. How much would it cost for you to eat a full plate of scraped off grime from a dirty pre- Modern bath. No amount of money. None. Ten billion dollars. No. I am You're po- so you are you are being the person you hate right now. No, I'm positive that I would die. <laughs> positive that I would die. Because of all the germs. What if I could guarantee you you wouldn't die? You might get sick for a little bit, but you'll live. It's just gonna be really, really gross. It's the act of doing it that I am suffering for. That I'm being compensated for. Yeah, exactly. Well, then we're, that's probably a more reasonable sum. Give me a number. Uh, probably like $250,000. What? I'm yeah. thinking 10000 again. No, it would be a lot because I, if the challenge is that I have to eat all of it, I would be throwing up. It would be really bad. I'm about to throw up thinking about it. So, I can't imagine even seeing it or smelling it or putting it close to my face. Imagine like... Have being sexual with one of these ladies. Imagine the whorehouse, the brothels. It wasn't of, just the ladies, there were guys. No, I know, but we were talking about a lady. All right. You're right, the men too. Everybody's gross. Everybody's stinky. Imagine just the, ugh, and everyone's working outside and sweating and there's horse shit everywhere. Their feet. Just, think about their feet. Yeah, I mean. No one's taking care of their toes. No, I think my, my dad might be uh, reincarnated from that time on the toe front. He, does he have koala feet? He, well, you don't want to see his feet. Okay, before you guess number five, which is the only one you have left, let me tell you about numbers 20 through 11. Okay. So, these were right outside the top 10. I'm actually going to start at 21 because it's the internet. Believe it or not, the internet is way back at 21 and I would have thought it'd be like in the top five but I think the idea is that the internet, we would be living just fine today without the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Probably one would say better. Yeah. That would be an interesting argument of all the pros and cons of the internet. I have to think the pros outweigh the cons but I could maybe be swayed on that. 
Uh, so 21 is the internet. 20 is a personal computer. 19 is semiconductors. Tell the folks at home what a semiconductor is, Brandon. Uh, they go on a microchip. 18 is nuclear fission, which is used in like atomic bombs and shit. 17 is rockets to fuel our planes and spaceships. <laughs> Spaceship. Our flying saucers. Mm-hmm. 16 is penicillin. 15 is the airplane. 14 is cars. 13 is vaccines, which is a scam as we all know. 12 is the telephone. 11 is internal combustion engine. And then, yeah. then we and get And 10 to... is steam engine. And 9 is electricity. I'll stop there, but you need 5. Hmm. Do you want a hint? No. Okay. Not yet. I probably will in about 30 seconds. Okay, so it's not... I covered all clothing items. Hmm. Irrigation. No. It's a good guess, but no. A mill? Nope. A flour mill? Nope. Uh, the plow? Nope. Scythe? Nope. Scythe. Hoe? Which kind of hoe are you talking about? A woman of the night. Okay. Yes. This is something in the same kind of general arena as the steam engine. But not what the steam engine is, but what the steam engine helps people do. Okay. Oxen. No. The oxen were invented by the Lord. This is one could also point to the wheel, the, the end product of the wheel. Oh, the boat or sailing? No, but you're getting warm. Uh, How do people know where they're going when they're sailing? Oh, a compass. Compass no. is, yeah, compass is five. Oh, it is the compass and not like just general like navigation? Well, the compass, well, let me tell you why. Okay. The compass is a navigational device which has been a major force in human exploration. That's what got Christopher Columbus here to... Cut off people's noses, twist their wieners off when they didn't convert to Catholicism. Exactly. Ancient mariners navigated by the stars, but that didn't work during the day or on cloudy nights, and so it was unsafe to voyage far from land. Oh, yeah. Compass changed all that. The compass was... The first version of a compass uh, was invented around 206 BC by the Chinese Han Dynasty. Han? All, all paper and compass came out of the Han Dynasty. Yeah, four out of the ten inventions are Chinese. Led by Emperor Sheikh Mai. I wanted that to die a very natural slow death. I was willing to wait as long as it took. Later adopted for navigation by the Song Dynasty uh, from Emperor Rock and Roll. I already told you, Emperor Rock and Roll. During the 11th century, the first usage of a compass recorded in Western Europe in the Islamic world occurred around 1190, a few hundred years before Columbus. The compass enabled mariners to navigate safely far from land, increasing sea trade and contributing to the age of discovery. The compass. It always points to magnetic north. Compass, uh, we take it for granted, but it's huge. So, let's go back through the top 10. Number 10, steam engine. 9, electricity. 8, printing press. 7, gunpowder. 6, paper. 5, compass. 4, optical lenses. 3, nail. 2, wheel. 1, fire. That is the top 10 most significant inventions in human history, according to all those places I said before. What do you think? Do you agree by and large with the list or do you think it's missing? No, I do agree with it. 
Why don't we close up with some Apple Podcast reviews? We haven't done that the last few weeks, so we're due. Rent's due, Brandon. Let's do it. First one comes from Katie and Odie from the For Your Reference podcast. They're a podcast that covers movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. They say, quote, Rockweiler of a podcast. The format of this podcast makes for an easy listen and it's delightful to hear the hosts go back and forth. Yeah. Do, do you consider our exchanges delightful, Brandon? I consider them exchanges. They continue, started off with their Smartest Dogs episode and I appreciated the mention of Animorphs, Snoop Dogg, Evolution, and Dog Truck Drivers as a transition <laughs> transition to robot truck drivers. Yeah. Also, everything these guys say is a soundbite and I love it. Hell yeah. I've never thought about that. We speak in soundbites. Yeah, we're living in a cellular world. Thank you. Go check out the For You Reference podcast. One more here from the beautiful North. They say, hot take. I've binged The Wire and Breaking Bad, basked in Mad Men, but I have never found anything more captivating than the Tennish pod. Have you wallowed in The Sopranos? I'm going to guess not because then he, that would have been number one. Sopranos is way better than this shit. This little ditty fell from the heavens and captured my heart. The show's obvious host, Brandon. <laughs> Hang on, I think I'm going to be sick. Excuse me. <clears throat> the show's obvious host, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry, just something about that just makes me sick to my stomach. Breaks down a list with intuitiveness, levity, and calculated wit. Nick is cool too. Wait, that's just me? Hmm. Between my friends and I, we view the world in two very distinct categories. Crap of the world equals Django Fett. The absolutely necessary in the world equals Boba Fett. This here brain baby is a clear boba. Django Fett does suck. That's the Fett brothers. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't Django know. Fett is the father. Boba Fett is his clone that he raised as his son. Okay, of course. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How could I forget? Both Fetts died shameful, pathetic deaths that were unworthy of their characters, but Django Fett got dispatched like almost hilariously unceremoniously. Got his head chopped off by Samuel L. Jackson. We're talking Lord of the Rings, right? Okay. For more Star Wars talk, go back and listen to our Star Wars episode. But if you want us to read your review, go yeah. write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's on every iPhone and iPad. Go there, rate us five stars, write a review, and we'll read it. Brandon, it's time to wrap up. The invention of the Tennis Podcast has to take a break for a week. And we're going to invent some new shit in the meantime. We need to invent some bonus content for our Patreon. That's right. Patrons. We're going to do that in the next week. But uh, if you do want bonus episodes from myself and Brandon, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash tennis pod, get bonus episodes there as well as free merch, early release of new episodes, other things like that. I'm about to channel my focus and energy into bonus material. So, if you want to get on that, you got to get on that. Yep. Patreon.com slash tennis pod. I'm putting my heart in bonus material. Hey, Handmaid's Tale just wrapped up. We're going to do a review of season three on our Patreon soon as well. I still have two episodes to watch. Whoa. One and a half episodes. Holy shit. My heart just, oh. I'm a little bit behind. The last episode's really good. I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Go watch it. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TennisPod. So, yeah. Anything else, Brando? Make sure you save this file correctly. Yep. Okay. We don't want another repeat. 
of what I don't understand how steel wasn't even in the top 20. Okay, it's time to go. Thanks for listening. My name's Nick. He's Brandon. We will see you next week. Bye.